So me and Noni took a little bit of a hiatus and then during that time, she's back to blonde. <laughs> she's a blonde, she's a blonde. She's a blonde, she's a blonde. I'm just better as a blonde, you guys. I tried it. You tried know, it. it was nice while it lasted, I think. I really liked the little chestnut moment that you had, but yeah. the blonde just matches the sunshine that shines on the Shine. <laughs> So why not? She's just a blonde. What can we say? Just a blonde. Okay. Speaking of shining. Yes. In case you're just tuning in, welcome to Best Friends with Benefits. I am Noni. I am Kristen. And today's episode is going to blow your mind, just like all the rest of the episodes. We have a stunning, incredible, gorgeous woman on our show today. And she is my teacher, but it's not just any class that I take. It's a female empowerment, feminine movement class where you really explore your feminine side. And it's basically a pole dancing class. So she's here to answer all of our questions and tell you, give you a little glimpse into that world. I've been taking these classes for like seven years and they've completely changed my life. So we're so, and, and Noni actually introduced me to these classes. So it's just comes full circle and we're so excited to have Erin on the yes. show today. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. It's so wonderful <laughs> to be here. I'm so excited to see you both. Absolutely. And we're really excited to share the benefit of feminine energy and the discovery of that. I think that people are going to be very surprised about what they will learn in today's episode and the kinds of things that we all three of us learned about ourselves when taking these classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just... It's so exciting to have you. And the first question is, you know, how did you start on this journey? And what did you really discover about yourself on this journey to sensual embodiment? I mean, you just are that. Like, I look at you and you're just, you just ooze feminine energy. So how did you start and what did you discover? Ah, well, thank you. And that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> How did I start? I think probably when I was quite young, I had that juice of the feminine energy within me and didn't quite understand it, right? And so how did I start on the actual sensual embodiment as a practitioner journey? It was about 20 years ago when I got into flamenco and African dance and capoeira and other kinds of belly dancing, things like that, that sort of would energize from the feminine. And then about 15 years ago, I got into pole dancing and eventually became a, a, a teacher of that, which is where I met you. And it evolved into sort of the culmination of my own practice that really brought together my spiritual beliefs and practices with my just embodiment practices having started as a dancer at a very young age and um interest and curiosity around behavior and people and what 
and, and the nervous system and the emotional essence of people and all the things that make a person who they are and a woman who she is and how she shows up in the world, I guess. Mm, beautifully so done. And I know um, the people listening, they're hearing pole dancing and they're thinking one, one thing and they're thinking, you know, it's totally, it's a sexual thing and that's it. And I know for me, there were two bouts when I did pole dancing for myself and I love the way that the classes are set up. Like there's, it's not about even looking at yourself. There's no mirror. It's completely dark. You're having kind of a spiritual, sensual experience with yourself. And the first time um, that I went, it was actually 20 years ago too. It was a long, it, I was in my twenties and I grew up and, and, and I know a lot of women can relate to this. It was like, you don't want to be called fast as a little girl. If you're called fast, it's like you're doing something wrong. And I remember very vividly in the sixth grade, there was like this whole rumor about me that I was fast and like girls would be like, yeah, look at how she walks. Look at how she walks. She's trying to get the attention of the boys. And I was taking dance in school at the time and I was just trying to make friends and I would like show them I could do a split. And they're like, mm, look at how she's doing a split in front of all of these boys. And I just it just sunk into me to where it's like, I'm doing something wrong. I am being overly sexual. I need to suppress this so they know I'm good. So they know I'm a good girl. And I just remember um, taking that first class and just being so emotional about it and like something so freeing. Um, and that was more spiritual. And then I went back after the birth of my son, my first kid. And it's just like, you know, us and dealing with our bodies and like judging ourselves. And back then we didn't even have Instagram and it's like judging ourselves and like not appreciating ourselves for like the way it is. And you're like really feeling every inch of your body and just loving on yourself. And it's just so beautiful. And for you, a lot of women call this empowering. Why do you think that is? What is it about the way these classes are set up that brings that out of women? I believe it's because they can finally have permission to fully feel themselves, to fully feel and own <laughs> themselves in that truth and be witnessed in it without any judgment. To be fully present with your incredible life force energy that is the purpose of the feminine. It is the divine purpose of the feminine. We are the hostesses of life force. Come on now. Come on now. Drop the light. That's deep. I mean, it, it's literally that. And I saw a quote today, I just sent to Erin, but it was about this. It's just like when. And it, it's like, you know, whether you're in a relationship with a man or a woman or whatever, it's like, if you have that energy and you cultivate it and you own it, like you said, it's literally, this quote was like, you can make someone into a man by having them drink the nectar of the feminine energy, because it literally is that like, we grow human beings in our body. Like we are yeah. so powerful and 
you know, like you said, a lot of people forget that or we go down, you know, go in our daily lives and it's just like humdrum or working all day. And, and we like kind of are in a man's world sometimes. And it's like, it's so beautiful to have that time to yourself to just be. And what you said is like, there's no judgment. Nobody's watching you. Like you're just with yourself, but people are witnessing you, but they're not judging you. And it's the most incredible, beautiful Thing. it's a time where you can really just be celebrated for exactly. just being yeah yeah you enter the being state and leave that doing state that is so highly mastered these days in the feminine um there's uh especially in the urban settings right and to speak a little to what you were saying noni the incredible um liberation it's profound to witness what is liberated in a woman when she remembers who she is at her core, like just by touching her body and breathing and in quiet, in, in a quiet space where she can hear um, her own tenderness and love for self, unconditional love, unconditional, radically unconditional love for herself, mm. which speaks to the body. And we can go lots of places in talking about the body, but also just that incredible, it's almost dumbfounding, um, and, and the liberating in such a profound way, how many women don't experience this day to day and how well-practiced um, women are in the more linear ways of being, mm. the linear ways they have gorgeous bodies from doing beautiful types of workouts like Pilates or cycling or running or hiking or many things that are really wonderful to do and yet quite linear and, um, the artistry, the artistry of like feeling into her curves and slowing down and not having to get somewhere or achieve something or prove something or uh, take a step higher on the ladder to live and exist in that man's world. You know, mm. those, those moments of just being and not doing are so breathtaking and profound and inspiring. Mm. So the women begin to inspire each other in that sisterhood rather yeah. than judge and criticize both themselves and each other. It becomes a whole different setting that is sacred. I love oh, that sisterhood too. That. Can you just say a little bit about, for anybody that doesn't know about what we're talking about and pole dancing class and sensual embodiment, and they might be picturing a type of woman that would take, oh, you're studying to like go to the strip club. Like what kind <laughs> of women? I remember I had all kinds of women from executives to like, everyone what kinds of women um take your class that you have come across every shape and size um and age group from i've had teenagers up until uh, almost 80 in my classes um and that you know in when i was teaching pole dancing um it was there as well and but as my work has evolved into a practice that um that is more about the wholeness of the being and the whole, uh, you know, tapping into the sacred wholeness and energizing from that, you know, accessing your sexual energy and the fire, really the igniting the fire in your being as source energy is mm. where it's become. So really in, you know, in the, it really is for every woman. It's for every woman. And I have, I think had most every kind of woman, age and size in my spaces, thankfully, you know, 
That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I just want to quickly like share my journey, like in two minutes, because I think it's so important because Noni shared with me, she was like, I was going through a really rough time and um, Noni shared with me, you should take this class because you'll start to just exude something different. Like people will start to notice you and you will like have this thing like that people will see. And I'm like, I want that. So I took a I took an intro class and I remember the woman, like you take a class, you do like a warm up thing. And then um, this woman did a dance to a song. And I was like that, I want that. Like, I want to be that free, that uninhibited, that exposed and feel just a lot. Like, I just remember cry. I think I cried when I watched her dance and I had the goosebumps and I was like, that. I want that. And then that started my journey and it really did unlock a side of me that, you know, women or even women or men or whatever, women, especially they're like, you're just so feminine. You're just so peaceful or there's something about you that's so feminine and you have this thing and what is it? And I share the classes because like you said, it's like cultivating and unlocking a side of you that is, has always been there and it's there obviously but you're, you're allowing yourself by taking this class once a week or a couple times a week to just be in that space and allow yourself to, to go there. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Everything then, you said. Yeah. I would love Aaron, if you can talk a little bit more about that, like how does this feminine energy that you are cultivating in these classrooms, how have you seen women kind of take this in their everyday life? How does that show up? then? Um, really, it, it shows up in, for me, and what I have carried on as I do the practice myself, as it has evolved as a practice in my life, um, has been, it is a day-to-day, moment-to-moment practice to be feminine in this world, to be truthful, to be connected to your intuition, to be allowing yourself your beauty in all of the ways, right? And so the integration piece is a, um, is a real, two, two pieces are really, really important in this work. Safety is number one, safety. And I'll just leave it at that, you know, feeling safe to be able to come home to yourself. Um, the, the space that is set has to be um, so sacred and protected. And so a woman can really let herself hear herself. And then integration. Integration is, okay, yeah, I can come into a space and feel safe there. But a big problem that I saw happening was women were leaving that space and feeling unsafe or triggered or, you know, not able to kind of home themselves back. So that's where it really evolved, where all the other pieces of my life experience came together and helped me in developing my practice of, it's the whole self and that integration piece is, um, imperative in the in the day-to-day in order to have the feminine energy in your life not just in one space for a couple hours every once in a while right Mm. so to get a little more specific it is the practice of tuning in to what you're putting your attention on you know the practice of how how um you know maybe you just practice 10 times a day coming home to your breath and noticing if you're tightening and shortening your breath. Maybe 
Um, mm. So there are the practices and then there are the benefits, right? So I know you girls love to talk about benefits and juicy benefits. And there's, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Give us share many of how it's, you know, been integrated for her. So there are the integrative practices that like the breathing, touching, where's my attention? Am I living in my body? Am I feeling myself? What am I feeling emotionally? Do I have to come back to that emotion and take the time that is necessary to process that emotion? Um, am I even in touch with my senses right now? Can I taste my food and savor it instead of chewing it so fast I can barely swallow and I'm going on to the next thing I have to do, right? Wow. Am I being here in this moment so I can actually really presence myself with love and, and highest self with whomever I'm having an exchange with energetically? Like all of those integrated practices are part of the mix. And then the benefits are, look, you are bringing life force into every exchange you have a smile between a stranger you are bringing it to you know any kindness that unfolds in front of you that you witness or are part of you are bringing it into your love partnership into your friendships into your um work you know and the nature of who you are then begins to magnetize out into the world and radiate that feminine energy out in the world and invite other women mm. And give permission to other women who've never had that permission because they have been shamed for generations upon generations. This is, you know, what you might speak to as the stigma, right? There's the there's the masculine mindset around it that's been programmed by all of the generations as well, but also the media and and all the outlets out there that um, tell women who they should be and what they should be, and then the women accepting that, and then the women being programmed by and conditioned by all the thought processes before them, that kind of, it, it's a conditioned programming in us that we have to just aware, become aware every moment to. And so the more we change how we be feminine, it ripples out into every part of our experience in life. Mm. And of course, the sex. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'm telling you, just a part of it. Just a part of it. It is so amazing because it's connection. Our sexuality, like um, letting our sexuality be a part of our, um, just about connection and intimacy. It allows you that, Um, whereas with with pleasure. Let me say, with pleasure, you access the pleasure within that, in the in the charge of connection, in the electricity of the feminine, you attract what you what pleases you. You can be clearer in your communicating, and then your partner can understand what pleases you because you understand what pleases you. You know, and that yes. kind of, and our sexuality being anything from a kiss to breath to how you talk to each other. I consider all of that sexuality. Mm. I so, mean, I'm, I have nothing to say. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, this is so, and it's just so amazing for people to hear this that don't know this whole thing exists. That's what I'm so excited about because once you start doing this, it's like you said, everything you do, like even to eating your food, to, having a conversation it's like okay who am i being right now am i being kind am i being am i savoring this moment am i savoring this food and 
It's not, it, and it's very different. Like, yes, like a masculine energy is like, do, 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 go, 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 like, like that. And as a woman, like you said, we've been trained to like take that on. But there are moments where it's just like, wow, like I can just be, I remember one time I always think of things. Marianne Williamson, I was listening to one of her talks and she was just like, you know, I was having a moment where I was pregnant at the time and I was just sipping a cup of tea. And at first I wanted to feel guilty that all I was doing was sitting down pregnant and having a cup of tea. But in that moment, I realized that was the best thing I could be doing for myself and my baby was just like calming down, like having a cup of tea, not doing anything else. And I think sometimes there's like this guilt about, oh, I'm not doing anything right now. And I'm just relaxing or being in my feminine energy. Um, and I know you've, sp you've talked about that, but is there anything else that you could say about, you know, kind of getting rid of that guilty feeling and just cultivating this into your daily activities and your daily life? I think that's where the cognitive piece is really important because as the thoughts come in um, that are there as a, you know, if you think of the proven science around, you know, I think it's 95% of our con thought conditioning is subconscious. So we're really only fully conscious in high consciousness 5% of the time or something like that. And in order to reprogram, or some people speak to it as habits, you know, changing the habits, um, we have to catch the thought in the moment and feel, feel what that thought actually does to us, how it doesn't honor our sacred self. It doesn't mm. honor our highest self and choose another thought, choose another way, another way of thinking another way of thinking is another way of being right it's the thought self the thinking self as opposed to the felt self so sometimes we have to address the felt self whether there's numbness or rigidity or uh stuff that needs to be cleared from the body processed emotionally moved through the body so that you can actually have a clear vessel to be able to receive because a lot mm. of this is about receptivity too right so um so I'm just trying to remember what the actual question was. <laughs> I think that's great. Basically, <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know, the thinking is, is what comes up. But Noni, did you want to ask the next one? Yeah, I actually piggybacking off of something that you were saying earlier, what I'm so hearing and I'm so getting is the feeling of allowance right mm. allowing yourself the beauty you said allowing yourself space and sometimes i'll look at my three-year-old alice and she just like her confidence and her when she has a beautiful dress on and she's looking in the mirror i can see that untainted just confidence the world has not gotten at her and told her she needs to be humble and told her x y and z and i feel like throughout the course of our childhood all the way to adulthood we've taken on so much from so other much. people that mm. affect how we think we should be in order to be liked and i think what classes like this does is sweeps that away so that we can get mm. back to you know that untapped childhood confidence of just like, mm, look at my dress and 
you know. What did she say the other day about me? Oh, God. <laughs> Alice had her hair parted to the side all wild as Kristen sometimes wear her hair scrunchy. She's like, do I look like Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> With her little hip out. These, these. Oh, I love it. It's, like, it's that kind of confidence that over the yeah. years and just like going through the world and meeting people and being in relationships and parents and teachers and bullies and mean girl like there's so much that we take on and then by the time that we are older it's just like all those things kind of shape your opinion of yourself absolutely we're being shame shame yeah Yeah, being shaped by other beliefs and so and in the adulting we have to take it all like unpack it as you might say and figure out what's ours like what is my belief about that or having been um penetrated against your will, penetrated by someone else's thought of you, words of you, um, you know, what they see you to be and not who you are. You are pure. Every single person, male and female, is pure magnificence at, at our core, right? Our core essence and all those things that come in and hit us and hit us and affect us and build us up subconsciously. We don't even realize it's happening. And all of a sudden we're more closed, more closed, more closed. I've seen postures that are just completely curled in on themselves that just breathing, like when they touch themselves, they cannot breathe. And then it's like, oh my God, I'm allowed to breathe. You know, it can be that severe for somebody. Everybody has some level of traumatic experience in as they grow and have those penetrations, those unwanted, unwelcomed, uninvited penetrations. But the innocence of the child, the child doesn't yet know, the child doesn't yet comprehend that that can be what's coming at them. They are living in the queendom, right? Like the, especially the girls, so magnificent in their pureness the purity so in the work in the spaces that i'm in i a lot of it is coming back to that purest self and remembering what's truly yours and not that of another that's been put upon you and finding Mm. really really being so gentle with yourself in the process and not trying to put it on for the flavor of, because there is a lot, in a lot of these spaces, sometimes you do in the initial hit of entering an essential embodiment space, especially a pole space that has that erotic charge to it, there can be this um, immediate turn on of the presentational. There's like a freedom in the presentational space of like, oh my God, holy fuck, I have just like let myself be unabandoned for a hot minute. Like what, that was fun. But then, like, if you stay for the deeper immersive work, there becomes, like, you know, we must create a safe space for all that stuff that shows up, the tears, the, the, um, the return to the sacred self, Mm. and an honoring of the sacred feminine that is, um, that is a wooer of love, like, Mm. that brings love that brings and offers love. And um, yeah, those layers can be deep and thick and hard and muddied, you know, and hard, mm. hard 
we want to be so gentle. Women are tender and um, yet at the core, they're queens. They're like your little girl who just like, when we get there, the freedom, the freedom is epic. Epic mm, and soul, so soul reviving. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So what was something that was beautiful? My God. What was something shocking you discovered for yourself on this journey in this work? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say shocking. I would probably say a realization. Of how much I was carrying that wasn't mine, similar to what we're talking about. Mm. And of how, like, I always knew I was hard on myself, but just how hard on my body. And I went through a massive, like, IVF journey that was, um, and weight journey and lots of things and having come from a dance world. Like, there's a lot of layers to my own life experience that have been a part of this journey of body image or body love, right? And so I guess the realization of, my beauty right where I am right now. <laughs> like, wow. Like, I, it's not yesterday, not tomorrow. Just right now, my body is fucking awesome. It's a miracle. Like, we're miracles. All of us. <laughs> like, and who is anyone else to... Like, my weight might be uncomfortable for someone else to see, but that's their thing. Like that's, that's them putting that on me, right? Like that's imposing something upon me that's based on their conditioning. If I, I'm just me, you know, and like, this is who I am right in this moment. And I'm so lucky to be in this moment. And I think just the activation, not even the realization so much as like the activation of that, of that presencing of that acceptance, like a deep, deep self-acceptance and um, and how fun the permission can be because of the conditioning of shaming. Yeah. Like, just like, cause I've always been a fun person. Also, I realized I was always a very social person. Um, and people would, you know, speaking a little to what you said earlier on Noni about, you know, um, being criticized as maybe being easy or whatever word you used, you know, I was the flirt and I was like, I'm not flirting. I'm just like happy to be around people. And, but I was always considered this flirt and flirtatious, almost provocative person. And yet I was like the sweetest, innocent, like, it was just really fascinating to me in my teens. And I, and I just, in my early twenties even. And, um, and how that can shun you, like stop you from, like shut a part of you down that's your magnetism. It's almost like your magnetism can't be had in the world. And so I kind of like stopped my, like stopped myself from shining and got a little like, right? So there was a realization around that too, as I awakened myself again and remembered myself. I was like, I'm allowed to, to be magnetic. I'm allowed to to smile <laughs> without someone saying you smile too much. <laughs> oh, I love that. And like all so the judgments. <laughs> so beautiful. Erin. <laughs> I love that. So now you have, your, you have your own classes, right? So 
if someone is listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, there's so much that we are getting from these experiences. Can you walk us through like, what is a typical class? What's something that the women can expect when they are, you know, when they sign up? Yeah, I try to offer a variety because I believe women are coming in from very different places. So I have um, one class that is just dropping into the sensual body. So they might in that class experience something where I whisper a poem to their body and as they enter breath in their body and then they start to feel self-touch as in a loving coming home and into some slow, slow um, stretching and self-reverence and sensualized movement that is sort of turns them on and up and they start to realize the moments of pleasure and recognize um, the pleasure body, the bliss body through gentle sensual movement. So there's that kind of class. Then I have another class for women who like intensity of heat of like, they want to get their cardio. And it's sort of like a, a 50 minute where you get hot in the body from a cardio sense and also shaking energy off, which, which those of us who work with energy, there's that piece of how you can shake off the stuff that's not yours. So there may be some shaking and some jumping. It's, I keep it all free form and freestyle, even though I come from a very technical um, background of dance and, I, and the integrity of the body is important to me. So I'll always be watching that people are moving within integrity, but offering them freedom because the goal is freedom and truth of self, right? So there's a lot of free flow and freestyle and yet I'll give enough structure so that they have a place they can start, right? So there's something where they're getting hot, physically hot in the cardio space, dropping down into the sensual body for about 10 or 15 minutes and then coming into a heart meditation where they can meet their heart in the moment and really recenter and balance themselves to go out into the world in that sort of peaceful, open-hearted, vibrant body. Um, I do deep immersives. So some are more long-term that I might offer once a year. That's sort of an eight week deep dive, presencing them into whatever they might be navigating in, in like a small group setting. Um, so where we may have just eight women working together for eight or nine weeks and we deep dive and we do privates as well as group sessions. So something like that once a year. And then I do some occasional workshops that are focused on specific things, but it's, um, you know, depending on what I see people are desiring. So I'll do an occasional workshop that might be focused on a, um, a specific desire, um, whether it's that sensual connection or um, how do you address anxiety or how do you um, work through grief, right? Something like that. And I offer heart circles once a month, which is more meditative where we meet and have slow sensual movement for about 10 or 15 minutes. We share. So there may be as many as 12 points. So there's still intimate gatherings, but so you can feel connected to the sisterhood, to the community and feel like you have a voice in that space. And there's connection to the heart um, through meditation. And so I offer a variety and I do do a lot of private work. So I'll be listing my um, fall classes and workshops within the next couple of weeks on my website. So I hope to see you there. Noni, I think you I should sign up. Now. I have to yeah. go back now. 
I knew it. Oh, I knew I, I was going to get you back into the whole <laughs> life, whole world. Okay, speaking of fun now, we're going to get into the fun part. When this has all been fun, but it's also been just so gorgeous and like, want to cry sometimes. Um, what is the sexiest playlist? Tell us some raunchy, sexy, fun. You know, my body likes the gangsterest, nastiest, oh, like trap. grossest <laughs> trap music ever. If it has the D word in it, if it has the P word in it, especially if it has the F word in it and it's a deep man's voice, I need that song. Oh, uh, yeah. You need to know that up in there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I can give you so many raunchy so songs because my I just love raunchy songs. You know this about me, Kristen. <laughs> Do you want raunch? You want raunch? Okay. Well, there's The Professional by Ricky Hill. There's Can I, Drake. There's, um, oh, oh my God, Pleaser with a Z. There's um, oh, So Good. Oh, so, so good. We're taking notes. Uh, I, I'm happy to post some playlists because there's sensual music, yes. music, which is like the bluesy or the R&B or the luscious, like just thick, lusty stuff, mm. maybe tricky, you know, artists like Tricky Alan Raymond. Um, you talk about a male voice, Alan Raymond. Oh, my God. Oh, or, yes. Um, yeah, there's so many. You're Nine right. Nine Inch Nails. I like the chopped and screwed versions. <laughs> 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 Hey, hey, Noni, you're going to post some of these songs? <laughs> we, now we have to make a playlist, so I'm making yes. note of oh all of that. Yeah, sure. I'll make playlists anytime. You guys leave your sexy songs in the comments as well. Well, set it up for me in iTunes because you know I have a man now. And I think he would like this. Tell people how they can follow you, find out about your classes, give us the spiel. Thank you. Uh, so I'm, my class information is available on my website, which is just simply erinpace.com. And I'll be posting the upcoming classes for the fall pretty soon, probably in the next two weeks. And I'm also available to follow on Instagram at erin.pace. Pretty straightforward. Yay! <laughs> we, love you, we love you, Erin. I love you. Absolutely. And I, I encourage everyone, um, if you are, if you're in a rut and you're feeling a little down, you need a little self-confidence or you're having, um, you know, you just had a baby like me and you have, you're dealing with a whole new body. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful experience. It really, really is. And there's no more fulfilling, sexy way to get yourself back into yourself and back into shape. Yeah, especially because you especially in the shape. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. especially after this pandemic, and then also if you've just gone through a breakup and you want to get yourself back out there, Ugh. I'm telling you, I have cried, I have laughed, I have done this class is like therapy. Honestly, mm -hmm. it's like very inexpensive therapy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We love you, Erin. Great to end on. Turn you back to you. There you go. Dropping gems all the time. We'll see you next time. We love you. Love you. Mwah.